Jonah Williams has requested a trade from the Cincinnati Bengals. Adam Thielen has signed with the Panthers. Three SEC teams are on their way to the Sweet 16. How should we grade free agency in the South so far? Alabama 80 is approaching, and March Madness is turning into March Sadness for some fans. It's March. It's a crazy time. It's an energetic time. We've got all this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sermon, at Jake's Take Podcast, at Jake's 14 and back to <laughs> basics and back to normal. Joining me on this fabulous, at the time, Monday for our Tuesday episode is my co-host, Christy. Hello. And you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. In what we thought was not going to be a very interesting week, uh, what we thought was not going to be a very interesting month. Well, we've got a lot of the opposite really going on. It's been a pretty busy March. Yeah, I feel like we thought our focus would be on basketball, but there's been so much news in the NFL. It's kind of hard to keep up with it all. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the first one that's really kind of big, and this you know came out a few days ago, is the Jonah Williams trade request from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I'm almost sad for him just because of the situation that he's in. I am too. Now, a little background on Jenna Williams is that he went to Alabama. He was probably one of the best left tackles who had mm-hmm. played at Alabama. You kind of look at previous left tackles and, you know, Evan Neal was there, but he came mm-hmm. afterwards. You had Cam Robinson, Andre Smith, uh, Cyrus Quandre, just to name a few. And then Jonah Williams. But then really with this, I feel like the Cincinnati Bengals just wanted to, I don't even want to say upgrade, but I feel like this is a downgrade. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on that. I mean, so they brought in Orlando Brown Jr. Now, of course, he has a lot on his resume, lots of Pro Bowls. He has the Super Bowl under him. But. I don't know. Those things only mean so much. And I have to agree there. I mean, looking at it, you know, he was drafted a year before Jenna mm-hmm. Williams. But, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, he is a great pro bowler and everything there. But the thing about it, too, is that he only wants to play left tackle. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to play right tackle. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be flexible. But I feel like once your name starts getting bigger and you do have these things behind your name, that's when you start getting, I guess, picky, you could call it. And people don't really want to coach that. Right. And I think with it, too, is that he did great on the Ravens. Mm -hmm. But I also think with the Ravens, he wanted to be a left tackle. They didn't want that. He was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. And... You know, he did a great job protecting Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing with the Bengals. They are so bad at protecting the quarterback. Well, that's true. And I feel like last year was the definition of that. They spent so much money on their O-line, like recruiting people, and they had nothing to show for it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you're getting your players back, but Mm -hmm. now Jonah Williams wants to get out of there. Right. And he was, you know, drafted in 2019, and then obviously, you know, he missed his rookie season. He missed a full year, which is hard, but he's been a consistent mainstay, 
and he's probably been their best blocker. And now the whole team is just saying, okay, yeah, well, you know, we want to move on from you. And most times it works, but a lot of times this doesn't work in most situations. Yeah, I think it speaks a lot to the culture and just, I don't know, the atmosphere. Maybe that's in the locker room or just with the players. So it'll be interesting. But I also know Jonah, he did have that knee injury. So I don't know how much they're using that as sort of their excuse. I mean, they could be, but I also feel like with it too is that Orlando Brown is a year older, so mm-hmm. you're also expecting to have him as your offensive tackle on the left side until he's in his 30s. Yeah. And when you get into your 30s as an O-lineman, it's a lot harder to be as nimble as it was before. Right, and your body is more injury-prone. Right, so I mean... You know, thinking of players like Joe Thomas, who basically never missed mm-hmm. a snap, and how he admitted that it took a toll on him. Are we going to see this on players like Jonah Williams and Orlando Brown Jr.? Because I know that, one, the Bengals could have handled this 10 times better. Mm-hmm. You know, they could have said, hey, we're thinking about looking for another tackle right. at the right side. They just said, oh, well, by the way, He's available. We're going to get him. Right. And he's not willing to take any other position. (laughs) Right. And if they were like, well, Jonah, would you want to play guard Mm -hmm. or something? Or would you want to play the other tackle? Right. I'm sure he would say yes. But now he's just like, no, I'm mad at y'all. This Mm -hmm. is a waste of my time. What the heck? Yeah. We'll see him end up somewhere, though. I don't think this is the last of him. No, I have to agree there. Moving on to our next point, and it's a bit of a surprise when the Minnesota Vikings released Adam Thielen. It is, and I think it's truly just a business deal. I don't think they could afford him anymore. No, I don't think so. I mean, he was making a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but now he's going to the Panthers, and he has a three-year deal. Which I love this, and it's worth a lot. So $25 million with a $14 million guarantee and $10 million in the first year. But I think it was just last Friday I said they're still missing a hole. They need something to happen with their wide receivers, and here it is. Well, I think the thing with Adam Thielen going to the Panthers is that he brings that leader into mm-hmm. the locker room. You know, he was a big part of of that success with Justin Jefferson. And then, you know, he was the captain Mm -hmm. in his time there. And whether they draft Bryce or CJ, you know, this is going to be very important for the Panthers organization. Yeah, for sure. And I think he just has that mentality that you only get if you were truly the underdog and had to work for what you have. And that's exactly Adam Thielen. No, absolutely. And I mean, the story with him is that he basically was under-recruited. He went to Minnesota State Mm -hmm. (laughs) and was undrafted, got a tryout with the Vikings and made the roster as an undrafted rookie. And he's now third all-time behind Randy Moss and Chris Carter in receiving yards. Yeah, and to play at the same team for 10 seasons just, I think, speaks a lot. I mean, that team wants you to be there. They definitely do, and I mean, I know that it was probably very bittersweet Mm -hmm. for the Vikings to do it, but he also understood. But I mean, I think with it too, you know, Frank Reich kind of has an idea of what he's doing. I mean, (laughs) they basically traded away 
DJ Moore and they get a pretty good wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but I'm also curious to see how he'll work in the Frank Reich system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can see him working. And like you said, I think there's just there's more to it than him as a wide receiver. I think they wanted a veteran who could come in and be the leader of the team and take whoever they get <clears throat> as quarterback under their wing. No, and I have to agree there. I feel like this will also be a very good mentoring idea for whichever quarterback hopefully it's not Anthony Richardson because you know how we all feel about Project Hubies <laughs> and at the end of the day it always comes back to maybe he'll be a good culture fit for the mm-hmm. city of Charlotte because they never have anything figured out they don't I feel like it's always a rebuilding year for them so maybe this will be the year where they rebuild and finally get a strong structure I mean I'm I hope so. They started basically – how many quarterbacks did they start last year? Three or oh four? Yeah, been between there. <laughs> so I think with this, you know, they're looking for that consistency. They have consistency with a great mm-hmm. wide receiver. And, I mean, I think they've slowly filled out their coaching staff. But now comes the you just traded away your future for the first overall pick. Right. And your options are Bryce or CJ. Please don't pick Will Levis or please don't pick (laughs) Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I don't know. Of course, I want Bryce to go first, but I don't know if it's the Panthers that I want him to go to. Well, I mean, if you were to go to the Texans at two, the Texans did just sign Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary. So D'Amico is trying to build that offense, but they did just trade away Brandon Cooks, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what I've been vying for this whole time was Bryce to go to the Texans, but we'll see. I mean, we will see, you know, next month is draft month and yeah. obviously this month is the time for March Madness. Now, I don't know how much basketball you've been watching because I've been trying to get in your ear for <laughs> the past six months if you've watched basketball. I am trying so hard and I have watched some of the games. So actually my whole school is doing like a the spirit month where each class gets to fill out a bracket so i'm interested in it for that so i can tell all my students how we're doing well that is a great start and i think that definitely shows that you are interested in learning more about basketball especially in march madness so this has been a very great past few games you know we've seen a lot of different upsets We've seen a lot of different great performances Mm -hmm. and some surprises because Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas are moving on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, and I feel like Alabama and Tennessee have been really solid in their wins. Obviously, Arkansas only won by one, but they did beat the number one team in their division. So, Yeah, and I mean, it's also really weird because with Arkansas, you know, the whole time people kept saying, showing that vine of the, why is this one Kansas, but this one is not our (laughs) Kansas. So it was great to see that, but I understand that. I think with this, you know, Arkansas is one of those really weird teams because mm-hmm. they show great promise. And then their coach is just so random. Eric Musselman <laughs> took his shirt off after he won. Okay, but you know he did this last year as well when they beat what was number one Auburn. That is true. And so it's but it's like a I mean, tradition. It's, it's the most him thing ever, but everyone was very concerned because he's very smooth down there. 
And <laughs> I, I don't know why we're all looking at a 40 something year old, like bare chest. Um, and why we're drawn to 58. it. 58. I wrote that down. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, I was way off. I see it. So now you're like impressed. I mean, I'm impressed, but I, I don't think Nate Oates would take off a shirt. No, I don't think so. Or Nick Saban. <laughs> no, Nick Saban would not. Kirby would not. Um, no. Lane, Lane might. might. Yeah, Lane might. But right now, I mean, you know, this is why March is so exciting. You know, Kentucky came close. Auburn was holding a lead. Bruce Pearl would definitely take off his shirt. He has taken off his yeah. shirt before. Yeah, even. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> And then right now, you know, Tennessee beat Duke, who many mm -hmm. people did not expect, right. including myself. So I feel like right now our SEC teams are going to continue to do well. Mm -hmm. um, but this is where, you know, the legacies are made in the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Right. And your Cinderella stories come out. Absolutely. So I think right now I expect that some of our SEC teams are going to hopefully make it to the Elite Eight. Mm -hmm. But... We'll just have to see. You know, games are going to start up again, I believe, on Thursday. But Birmingham got to host some and so did Greensboro. So we got some Yay. small market recognition, <laughs> which is always terrific to see. Oh, and it's looking like right now, according to a recent update, that Damian Harris might be going to the Bills. So we. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know what it is with the AFC East, but they seem yeah. to love to group the same seven players and they all just go into each division. Yeah, and I know he's been a hit or miss with the Patriots and he's had a lot of injuries. I can see that. And I know that they just signed a new running back, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember who they signed. Yeah, I remember running back. I don't remember the name. I think with it, you know, it was a, you know, bit of a surprise mm -hmm. as well because, you know, we weren't expecting. Oh, it was James Robinson. That's right. So I think with this, you know, that them signing James mm -hmm. Robinson was a end of an era for okay. Damien, which – is hard because you know that's max best friend right um but like we said before it is a business so we just kind of have to be on the lookout for that but moving on to our next point we have not graded nfl teams recently i feel like it's hard because they keep making so many moves <laughs> I have to agree, too. I feel like it's definitely, you know, a little hard, but let's try. So, first and foremost, let's start with the Tennessee Titans. So, I saw where ESPN gave them an A, which I think is a little high right now. It's a little generous. Yes. Agreed. Um, now, here's my take. I know there's been a lot of talk about them trading or letting go Derrick Henry. If that happens, they get an F minus, no question. No, I have to agree. I mean, he's basically their entire offense. Right. But the reason why I want to give them a lower grade is because they are trying to ask their best defensive player in Kevin Byer to mm -hmm. take a pay cut. Yeah, and maybe there's a good reason for that that we're not seeing yet. That's the only thing I can think of. 
I mean, maybe, but we haven't heard anything right now. Right. And it's looking like that they also just have not been making any moves. I don't think the That's Titans true. have made really any moves. Right, which is why I was surprised with that A from ESPN. They signed Arden Key. And Arden Key had a decent year. Yeah. But really right now, you know, they signed Arden Key. And then recently, I believe that they also just signed Sean Murphy Bunting. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. You know, they got in Andre Dillard, who didn't really do much. Aziz Al-Shair. And Luke Gifford. So I feel like they're trying to rebuild their defense. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they also had to release Taylor Owan. They had to release yeah. Zach Cunningham. And I don't, I think right now we should give them an incomplete. Oh, I, I like that a lot. I think right now, you know, we don't have enough to factor right. in. And the more and more I look at these signings, they're really under the radar mm-hmm. signings. And none of them, I expect to make a splash. So I'm sorry, yeah. Tennessee Times fans, if you're <laughs> listening to this, but. That's just kind of how we look at it now. Moving on to our next team, which is a team that I'm not sure how to feel about, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> well, it's your team. So um, I would agree with a B, maybe even B+. I think with it, ESPN was giving them a C. So I'm guessing ESPN just does not like Jamal Williams for some reason. Yeah, or Derek Carr even. <laughs> So the reason why I'm giving it a B is because they got a great running back in goal mm-hmm. in situations. Now, the Saints have basically four different plays when they're running in a goal line situation. Taysom Hill running the ball, mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara running the ball, mm-hmm. maybe throwing a touchdown to Juwan Johnson, and now Jamal Williams running the ball in the end zone. <laughs> so they haven't really upgraded much. <laughs> Not really, but Jamal Williams is a pretty fast back. I wouldn't count them out on taking another running back just for depth Mm -hmm. in the draft. I don't know if they'll take Jameer Gibbs, which makes me kind of sad. Yeah. But right now, you know, you brought in a competent quarterback Mm -hmm. and you also signed one of your receivers who is trying to get back out there and be healthy, Michael Thomas, Mm -hmm. Juwan Johnson, who's a pretty good tight end. And they're also making moves on the defensive side as well. So I feel like right now I can give them a B or so, which is good, but it also does depend on their performance in the first few games of the season. Right. There's definitely room for improvement. I have to agree there. Moving on to the Falcons. Um, Falcons are a very similar situation where ESPN was giving them grades for C's. So I don't know where they found these guys, basically, because they think that CJ Gardner-Johnson going to the Lions is an A. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. (laughs) So with it, I would give them a B, maybe a B minus. But, you know, they brought back two of their offensive linemen. They upped their defense. Mm -hmm. They traded for Johnny Smith. Right. And I think right now, really the only weird concern, I think, was that they brought in Taylor Heineke as their (laughs) backup. And they're saying that Taylor Heineke might compete for the starting. I'm thinking, why? Don't do that. Right. Yeah. I also had a B 
for the same reason, but I also like a safety that they brought in with Jesse Bates, the third. That's right. They brought in Jesse Bates, and he has been a terrific safety for the Bengals in the past. They also just brought in Mac Hollins. He'll be a pretty good number three receiver. Mm -hmm. But I think right now them building up their O-line and having that familiarity, especially with a new quarterback and wanting to do the ground and pound with Arthur Smith's offense, I like that. I feel like, you know, they're at a B, B minus, which is pretty fair for them. Yeah, no, I think they're pretty solid so far. And then finally, which we've got a team that we talk about a lot, the Carolina Panthers. Again, <laughs> I'm also going to give them a B. I feel I don't know if I'm grading too easy, maybe, but I feel like they've, out of all these Southern teams, probably have had the best signings so far. That, but they also did sign Andy Dalton, and that's kind of yeah, C plus for that. (laughs) So, I think right now, you know, them bringing in Adam Thielen has Mm -hmm. balanced everything out, right? Them doing the trade and getting rid of DJ Moore kind of did bring some questions, but bringing in Adam Thielen does help them out. They got Miles Sanders, Mm -hmm. which is a very low key signing, yeah, low key, but I think he's gonna have high impact. And then they also brought in Hayden Hurst, who another low-key, high-impact sign. He was also a first-round pick. Right. And then also relating to Alabama, they re-signed Bradley Bisman. Oh, I did not see that one. Yeah. And then they also were able to bring in Von Bell. So they're making Mm -hmm. some pretty good um, decisions. So I would give them a B too. I think right now our Southern teams all are at the B or incomplete. The times are just incomplete. (laughs) Yes. But moving on to our next point, eight is approaching. We have not talked about Alabama football in a while. Are you excited? (laughs) I'm so excited. Uh, I am too. It feels like it's been so long since we've had football, but it's only been two months. (laughs) But it's been a while um, since college football. It has been a while since college football. So really with this, the first thing we have to ask is, what's the biggest story? I think it's going to be all the new coaching positions, just watching how they handle that, um, how much they let the players make the calls, and then obviously the quarterbacks. That's very true, and I hate to bomb people who are not Alabama fans or brand-new Alabama fans out there, but Ada is not going to answer any of those questions. Nope. You can try as much as you want to ask Nick Saban. He's going to tell you to quit asking. I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> I mean, I think with it, you know, someone someone's going to ask – about the quarterbacks and he's yeah. gonna say the same thing of well we're gonna give both of them a try mm-hmm. and we're gonna also give you know our freshmen a try. Yeah. Um and really the only I think position that's set in stone is wide receiver. I agree. And I think if you're a true longtime Alabama fan will kind of be able to predict who the starting quarterback will be, but you're right, we're not gonna get that solid answer. And if you want a spoiler, our answer is going to be whichever quarterback wins <laughs> over the team or the locker room. Yes, whichever one you see make the first snap in game one. That's it. That's true. Nick Saban is never going to yep. reveal it. He's always going to wait. I think it was maybe this past year 
when he gave out the depth chart and someone asked a question about it and he mm-hmm. said, well, we're never doing that again. I said, but no, I like the depth <laughs> chart. Yeah. So right now, I mean, you know, it is not going to answer too many questions. Mm-hmm. We have two new coordinators. So mm-hmm. we'll see kind of what the offense under Tommy Reese looks like, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a small sample size. Yeah. And I think I'm more excited to see what the defense looks like because I had a lot of high hopes for Pete Golding last season, and he let me down big time. So I'm excited for new changes. I think Pete let us all down (laughs) big time. But, I mean, we're also returning some pretty good players. You know, Dallas Turner is coming back. Kool-Aid's coming back. Mm -hmm. Justin Aboibe's coming back. And then you've also got players coming in to, like, Caleb Downs just to start Mm -hmm. off there. Yep. So really with this, and this is, you know, more of an opinion, but which player do we think is going to be the most exciting player to watch this upcoming I am most excited for CJ Dupree from Maryland. Oh, all right. So I, and this is very reverse because usually (laughs) I'm the one who's talking about tight ends. Yeah. And Chris is the one talking about running backs, but I'm most excited to see Jason McClellan this year. Uh, that's true. And his return is he's kind of gonna be the star of that role, I think. Him and Roy Dell are gonna yeah. be very big, but don't count out those freshmen too. I know we just signed mm-hmm. some two very important freshman running backs, mm-hmm. but they will be key. But moving on back to that, what do we think the strength of this team will be? Because we've got three really good wide receivers, actually, maybe even four. Yeah, I think just seeing that number one recruiting class and seeing what they can do is gonna be exciting. And, you know, I was going to say defense because of all the returners, but there's a lot of weapons on offense, too. I think right now Nick Saban is trying to go back to just having a very balanced team, and I support that. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, that's when we played our best football. So right now, you know, everything is to be determined, and I know people are trying to become new fans of Alabama. I'm (laughs) sorry, but for people who have been fans of Alabama for – 10 20 years mm-hmm. we all know the answers that you learn nothing from a day you learn nothing nope. from the media and Nick Saban's not gonna Nick Saban <laughs> won't tell you anything nope he probably won't even smile no i mean but when he does smile it's one of the best feelings ever it is but moving on to our final point which is in regards to march madness or as some fans call it march sadness <laughs> So there are no perfect brackets left. <laughs> uh, nope. Um, but also, did you even know where FDU is? Um, no. And I looked back at my bracket I had. It's at school. I should have taken a picture and sent it to you. I don't even see them on there. Like, where did they come from? So the story about it is that they didn't even win their conference. Okay. Another school won the championship. But because they're transitioning from one division to another, they were ineligible for the tournament. So they snuck their way in. They snuck their way in. And someone, I think, in the game recently said that they were more of a 17th seed, not even <laughs> okay. a 16th seed. Yeah, I can see that argument. And also, they don't even have their own band. The University of Dayton had to play. Oh, so they're from Ohio? No, they're from New Jersey. Oh, see? (laughs) 
Okay. And that's well, another I thing, too, is that New Jersey schools probably had the most insane rise because yeah. Princeton is in the Sweet 16. Right. How weird. So really the whole thing is just insane in my opinion, but this is why we love March so much. I mean, it's what makes everything so terrific and things we love. Now, the other thing though, too, is that we had a lot of number one seeds be upset. Yeah. And like crazy upsets that shouldn't have happened, especially Virginia. Or Um, Purdue. Yes. (laughs) So, I mean, even just taking a look at it, there were some games that, you know, kind of were expected, kind of not mm-hmm. expected. Even just looking at the first round, you know, Alabama matched up against Texas A&M, Corpus mm-hmm. Christi. That was expected to be a win. But Virginia losing to Furman. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't expected. Or Princeton beating Arizona. I know. So both of those were like the first games to break the bracket that my students made. Oh, no. I know, but our championship teams are still in there. So to make it all the way, they picked Alabama and Texas. Oh, well, Texas is making some noise. (laughs) I mean, I think with it, you know, it's very important to see how the teams are doing. But, yeah, you know, it's very weird in the Mm -hmm. most part just seeing what has happened. And, I mean, you know, we talked about how Auburn – Lost, but Auburn led for most of their game against Houston. Yeah, which was another interesting thing. Like, I'm not sure, and you know more about basketball than I do. And I know the score can be very back and forth, but I'm not sure how you lead that much of a game and then just give it up. I don't know either. No one does. I mean, you know, here's the thing about basketball versus football. When you see a 20-point lead in basketball, you feel a little good when you mm-hmm. see a 20 point lead in football, depending on your opponent, you get nervous. Yeah. And I think that's where the difference comes in. And I think that's why we see so many upsets. And I have to agree there. I mean, you know, Furman, a local team yeah. in the South moved on. Creighton beat Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Then- it's all these little tiny schools. Exactly. I mean, Tennessee beating Duke, mm-hmm. Kansas State beat Kentucky. Right. So I think with it, you know, it's very just crucial to see really what's happening. But right now, I mean, you know, there are no perfect brackets. Mm-hmm. Kansas, Arizona, Purdue, Virginia all lost, like we said. There have been nine upsets. So you probably know the stats on this. Is that, I feel like that's probably pretty normal at this point, right? It's normal, but I don't think there were as many upsets expected in the first two Mm -hmm. days of games. Yeah, they usually happen later. I mean, no one expected Arizona to lose so early. No one expected Virginia to lose. But Virginia has done this before. Mm -hmm. You know, five years ago, the same day they lost Mm. to Furman, they lost to UMBC. So same situation. I know I just did not want to be that kid that just like threw the ball away. I did not want to be him on the bus ride home. No, I mean, they were listening to the call. They were saying the call and you just saw the 
change of emotion yeah. there. And I don't know how they did it. But right now, you know, once again, there's no perfect bracket. Mm-hmm. And there are people who will research their stats. They will research their brackets for as long as they can. <laughs> no one was prepared for this. No, not at all. And I mean, March is fun. Whether you watch basketball or not, you could <laughs> literally go a full season without watching basketball and yeah. only watch March Madness. Take note from me. That's what I did. <laughs> and you would still have so much fun. But I think yeah. with this, you know, no one prepares for it because yeah. no one is safe. I mean, there were so many times people were saying, well, all of the number one seeds have lost, but Alabama mm-hmm. is Alabama next. And I said, I sure hope not. No. They'll make it at least a few more rounds, I hope. I'm hoping so, too. I mean, right now, they are getting some time off. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they looked terrific, especially defensively. I do want to see them hit some more threes because they didn't take a lot of threes. But that is their game. They love to shoot threes. They love to speed up the game. And that can be overwhelming to the opponents. Right. You can run the other team down. Absolutely. But be sure to check out some March Madness games if you have not had a chance because they are going to be very, very fun. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. We couldn't have done all this without y'all. You can find this show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music. We're basically on all podcast platforms. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok at Jake Podcast, or my personal Instagram, Jake 14 or my personal Twitter at Slate by Jake. You can follow Christy on Instagram and TikTok at Christy Marie underscore double zero. As always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sport underscore. You're home for all different sports and different forms and varieties. We will be back on Friday recapping some more free agency recapping some other games from March Madness and other news in regards to the South and sports. But until then, continue to be great. Be the best version of you you can be. Be a light in this world and continue to make people smile. We need a lot more smiles in this world. And as always, we will see and hear from y'all later. Take care. Bye.